You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. We're talking about some real faith, and I feel like I haven't got to minister on this for nigh on a year. It was just last year, but it was only in the middle of December. But you remember... Um, In case you don't remember, I think this is part 12 or part 13. I don't usually do series this long, but there's no place to unhook. So we may be doing this for six, seven months down the road, um, as long as the Holy Ghost says. And I'm just, uh, you know, I love ministering everything I do. But as I got to studying again about this, I just got giddy all over again. I just got excited all over again. I am so grateful. Um, The message, uh, the No, let me say it like this. The teaching I received on faith that changed my life over these 30 plus years. um, Remember, faith is not a movement. Faith is a foundational doctrine of God. Remember, without it, it's impossible to please him. Remember, you're supposed to be living by it. And so we've talked about a number of things. We'll divide them up into three parts. Number one, we talked about faith comes, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing uh, by the word of God. And we talked about a rhema because that part, that word there is hearing by the word of God is a rhema, uh, a word spoken from the word. Uh, And it's not, uh, it's something that you need. And so we talked about how to hear. We talked about what to hear. We talked about even in the natural right now, you need to be careful what you're hearing. And when you hear the word of God, you need to, because what, if you're hearing things that are, that are um, weeds, seeds of weeds, they go in and the Bible says they choke out the word of God. But you and I have good soil in our cardia. Remember we talked about our cardia and how the four different kinds of soil and we got to keep our soil and that out of the issues of your heart flow your very life and, and it's, it's your cardia where you believe from. Remember Jesus said, don't doubt in your heart. That word heart is cardia. That's the center of you. And so your belief has to become from your heart. Uh, fa- I said this and, and you know, people look to me kind of strange, but let me say it again. Faith is not of just your renewed mind. You must renew your mind, but believing is out of your heart. It doesn't come from your mind. It doesn't come from your mind. You need to renew your mind. You must renew your mind. It'll help you because you are a spirit. And from that spirit, from the cardia, from the center of you is where believing happens. Remember Jesus said, don't doubt in your heart. Don't doubt in your heart. And I think for most people in our church, it's not a matter of unbelief. Because unbelief says, I don't believe that. Let me just, this Wednesday night, so I know the answer to this. How many believe it's the will of God to heal you all the time? Is it the will of God? Let me see your hand. Is it the will of God? I I won't do this to anybody. But even if you had some current doubts, it would be like less than half a percent. As a whole, our church, the problem is not unbelief. The problem is doubting. Remember Peter walking on the water? Did Peter have any faith when he walked on the water? Any of you ever walked on the water? I say it like this. My wife thinks I walk on the water, but I don't. No? All right, so uh, didn't go over. Ka-dum-bump. Didn't go over good. All right, but he wa- did he have faith? What did Jesus say to him? He said, he said you of That word little is length of time, not amount. Why did your faith only last a little while? Dude had faith. He walked on water in the middle of a storm. But what happened? When his eyes, when he saw the wind, when he saw circumstances, 
and his head told him, you can't walk on the water. There's a storm going on. Because the Bible says when he saw the winds boisterous, so he let the circumstances talk him out of come. This is what Jesus said. He walked on the word. He, he didn't just walk on the water. He walked on the word come. Amen. And so what happened? Jesus said, why did you doubt? Yes. Why did you doubt? Why? Because you were walking your faith out. Why did you doubt? So that doubt then caused. So I would say most people at Cornerstone Word of Life, not everybody, because we've got new people coming in all the time, learning the word of God, learning scripture, learning things. But most people, uh, because all the promises of God are what? So if I'm not walking in the promises, that's not on God's end. You all believe that. It's not on God's end. It's on our end. And so the teaching that I'm doing is not to make you critical or a critical thinker. It's not to put you in condemnation. It's just to give you more tools in your tool belt because everybody's where, you know, they're different. I keep telling the story all the time, and I wish I had more of your information so I could tell some of your stories and I wouldn't have to tell mine. But that one that keeps coming up all the time is when I was building, we were building this building, probably was, I think I was building this building. Uh, But, you know, I felt responsible for it, and I was like straining a gut. You ever tried to strain? a gut to believe God? And if you've never been under that much pressure, you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm sure most of you have in different areas of your life. But I was really straining a gut. And if you don't understand that, I mean, it was like the pressure of it was getting to me. And then the Holy Ghost, how many know the Lord is kind? And he, he will position you. He will position you because he wants you to receive. He's not withholding any good thing. His hand is open. Come on, you don't have to pull his arm back from behind his backside. His hand is open. So he worked with me. Remember what he said to me? He said, uh, does your faith move me? And I was, you know, Rhema 101. Yes, Lord. I'm a, I, got a, I, got a, I got a degree from Rhema. Yes, Lord. Uh, Mark 11, 22, 23. I, my faith, it moves you. You know what he said to me? You can, all, you, can all, you can all tell my story now. He said, I don't need your faith to move me. Already been moved. So what was he doing? He was he sent me to the chiropractor's table because I needed an adjustment. Because I'm trying, my faith is missing. And really, in other words, I wouldn't set it back then, but I was in doubt. I'm trying to confess that my God, I put a little Pentecost on it. My God shall supply all of my need. Do a little chicken even. But my confession was getting me nowhere because I was under pressure. And not until the Lord spoke to me and I got a rhema word from the word, faith receives from God. Right? And so everybody's at different places. And so as we look at all these, I'm not trying to, I don't want you to overanalyze. I just want you to have more tools in your tool belt so that you can receive the promises of God. So we got hearing from God. We got the cardia. Then we began to talk about confession. Oh, my. You want to you open up some stuff in the whole body of Christ? You begin to talk about confession. You're part of that name it and claim it and blab it and grab it bunch. 
Well, you know, you can look at some criticism and say there's, there might be some truth because uh, you can um, confess all you want. I drive a brand new 2022 Beamer uh, with, you know, black leather interior and the, the, I don't know, the gold package. I don't know what they have anymore. Um, but, you know, but just because you confess that, if you're not a tither, you're not even in line. You can say that. Uh, you can go do a Jericho march around a Beamer. But God's not going to be able to get it to you. Now, if you're not a tither, if you're not a giver, just your words alone is not going to get you there. So is there some people who have got some confession off? You know, I always use this one, but, you know, a man looks across the, the room at this woman and He's tired of cooking his own dinner. He's tired of, he's tired of you know, this and he's tired of that. And he's, and I claim her. and She's going to be my wife. I claim her in Jesus' name. Well, she think you ugly, so she don't want you. No, I mean, but she's not interested. Well, the Lord told me. Did he now? I doubt it. I doubt it. That's a good doubt. <laughs> so you just can't pull things. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And if you're talking about two people getting married, I think they both need to know. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of things. But we broke confession down into five parts, remember? We're not going to go through them all. We could go through them all. But all this is on the web, uh, on our site, cwol.org. It's all free, so you should get it. Um, but there's all different kinds of speaking. There's confession unto faith. There's a confession of faith. There's steering your life with your words like a rudder. There's uh, declaring and decreeing a thing. There's using your um, words for releasing authority. There's all kinds of things uh, to give you uh, for words. And so the Bible, I, I think if I count them, there was over 100 scriptures I gave you on speaking and confession. Jesus is the high priest over it. <laughs> give him something to be the high priest over. So your words are very important. So anyone who belittles it and makes light of it has no revelation. I'm not telling you get in a fight with them and tell them, you know, well, doubt it and do without it. Or, you know, um, you, I don't know. I'm not talking about that. It's just we all had lack of revelation in that area. And someone who doesn't want to hear it, you can, they, the Lord will have to reveal it to them. Um, especially someone who's um, not giving you permission. You're nobody's mouth monitor. Now, you ought to give your, your spouse permission, and um, you ought to teach your children without their permission. You don't need their permission. You don't need, a teen, you don't need your teenager's permission for anything. You don't need their permission for them to come to church. They ought to be church tonight. They ought not be at home. Praise the Lord. Not in this season. Not in this hour. They need to be hearing the word on their level. Oh, that's a whole other thing for a, another Wednesday night. Hallelujah, because I'm quickly running out of time. Hallelujah. Um, but, but so then we, we, we were, so we talked about confession. And uh, so this, now I want to talk to you about um, the next part. And so let's get going on this. Uh, let's look at um, Mark chapter 5. 
when you teach um, on how to receive from God, the woman with the issue of blood is just a perfect, uh, complete example of how to receive from God. So let's get going on this. And again, I'm going to take my time, and I'm going to try to get you um, a lot of different things. So you all ready to receive? You all have been receiving good already, and we've had a great night. But let's get a little more of this, and let's get started on this next segment of this series. So uh, Mark chapter 5. Here we got the woman with the issue of blood. And in verse 25, it says, A certain woman... So this is an actual woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of physicians, and spent all that she had, and there was nothing better, but grew worse. When she had heard, I'm going to just stop right there. Somebody needs to hear this. So if the, if the Bible was against physicians and medicines, it would have put at least in parentheses, you, sh- you too should never go to a physician. You too should never take medicine. When she had heard of Jesus, there there wasn't much going on there, but I said it anyway. When she had heard of Jesus, listen to me. Oh, Lord, please don't make me do this. Listen to me. When it comes to stuff going on right now, you need to know for yourself, nobody else. So let me talk to both sides of America right now. Let's just do it that way. None of you. Let me just talk to both sides of America right now. If you feel like getting a vaccine is the right thing for you to do and you've prayed about it, then roll up your sleeve and get it. But don't criticize anybody who doesn't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't tell anybody else. They just took the mark of the beast. What? Craziness. Listen to me. Medicine is not your enemy. This is just not. And you need to be consistent. You need to be consistent. Now, there are sometimes that, Lord, I don't want to do this. Um, there is, I don't want to do this. There are, but I'm your pastor, and here we go. There are sometimes, even with um, medicine, you know, um, I've taken medicine, take medicine on some things. But there have been times when I felt led not to. Now, even when someone, uh, you know, this happens all the time, and we, I've seen it many times, when people hear uh, teaching on healing, and they're taking medicine, and, and even the subjects I'm about to teach you on tonight, one of the things they want to do is throw away their medicine. Well, you should never throw away your medicine unless the Holy Ghost specifically has told you to do that, not even from someone else's testimony. Because you might need more, or you might be in the hospital. You can, a doctor can tell you to lessen your medicine as you get better. You understand? Don't let medicine, don't let this, don't let that get you off track from receiving from God. Medicine is not your healer anyway. It just treats a symptom. Uh, But sometimes it's good to take one, some, rather than dying. Everybody's different. No judgment. You have entered just like the gym I go to, to the no judgment zone. (laughs) You can tell where I go to gym. Anyway, but but are are you with me? Lord, why? Hallelujah. Um, and, And just get it settled. As you walk this walk with God, if something comes against you that, you you know, um, your path, where your faith is, where your faith is, where your faith is may be different than somebody else's. And so you need to know for you. 
So when it comes to the big things going on, everybody in the room is different. Trust people know how to be led by the Spirit of God that are born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. You, you're born again, led by the Spirit of God. You know what to do and what not to do. Amen. The same medicine that can save someone can kill somebody. Yes. You got to know. You got to know. I'm a sheep to him. I'm not a sheep to anybody else. I'm just not led off into captivity. He's my shepherd. I know his voice. The voice of all these strangers, I ain't following. I ain't following. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to follow him. But you see, as a preacher, you have to watch sometimes because, um, you know, you get all these people getting up and boldly. If you do this, then, you know, you don't belong here. If you're this way about this or that, then you're in sin. And listen, stick with the word. I said, stick with the word. Stick with the spirit of God. And he'll lead you into victory all the time. Lord, can that be enough? Hallelujah. So hallelujah. Well, let's get back to this woman. When she had heard of Jesus, let's hear about Jesus. Hallelujah. What did she hear? She must have heard that he healed people. She must have heard that power came out of him because of what's later. Everybody shout, Jesus is the healer. She heard that, and she pressed behind and touched his garment. Uh, for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I'll be whole. So what did she? She heard something. She began to say something. And, she, and straightway, and I may touch his clothes. And we'll come back to that. And straightway, everybody say it straightway. straightway. Right away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt on her body she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing what? Power, virtue had gone out of him. Turned in the press, said, who touched me? His disciples said, everybody touching you, everybody touching you, everybody touching you. Who, who touched me? What are you thinking? And uh, this woman came fear and trembling, and she told him everything, right? But notice what she did. She heard something. She said something, and for now, for a little bit, we're going to talk about she did something. She did something. And that's why all this other stuff has bubbled up in me, because I've been meditating on this a while. And um, 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 what the doing something of it. So let's just, let's just build the foundation. So uh, James chapter 2, James chapter 2, verse 14. James chapter 2. Y'all here? Amen. Anybody go home? Y'all here? Remember, we're shouting and we're having joy. Hallelujah. So what, verse 14, James 2. And what does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and has not works? That word better translated corresponding action, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, uh, and this is an example, he's saying, if one of you say to them, depart in peace, be warm and filled, notwithstanding, you don't give them those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it have not works, or corresponding actions, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there's one God, you do well. The devils also believe that and tremble. But, you, but wilt thou know, thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. 
So it's not just about knowing all the principles. He's just saying faith without corresponding actions is dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seeing thou how faith wrought with the works, and by thy works faith was made perfect or complete. And the scripture was fulfilled which said Abraham believed God. It was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. See, you, you need to see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Let's look at James chapter 2, uh, 14 and 17 in the new living. Let's look at it in the new living. In the new living. So James 2, 14 through 17, the new living. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you, say, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? So let's stop before we go on and see. So he, he is making a statement and he's saying faith without corresponding actions. A faith, uh, later on he says it, he said a faith without corresponding actions is DOA faith. In other words, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the heart is right, but if there's no actions, if there's no corresponding actions, your faith is dead on arrival. So you, there has to be a corresponding action. Speaking can be a corresponding action. There's different things. Now, verse 15 is an example. It's not the works that you and I are supposed to do to say that we're people of faith. It is just an example. Now, a lot of people take this scripture out of context and see that's what faith is. It's taking care of the poor. How many know you're supposed to take care of the poor? The Bible says if you lend to the poor, you've lent to God and he will repay. And, and, and so the poor, you and I are supposed to take care of the poor. And we do that as a church and you do that as an individuals. But that's not what, if I'm a person of faith, my life showing that I am of faith is by giving to the poor and taking care of the poor. That's not what this is. This is an example because uh, he goes on to say, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. Verse 16. And you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. And then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? In other words, now watch this. You speak the word. You say the right things, but there's no action to go with it. And I always tell this story, and it's true right down here in Alabama, especially if you lived here a while, 40 degrees feels like what it used to feel like, zero up at home. But if someone came to my house and it was zero degrees outside and then they were in their shorts and some tennis shoes and a tank top because they was driving from Florida and they got stuck outside and they knocked on my door and they're like, do you have, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. Do you have any warm clothes? And I looked at them and said, be warm. Be clothed. And I shut the door. What would that be? Rude. Obnoxious. Worthless, not nice. In other words, he's saying there's more to it than saying. I mean, saying is right. We spend a lot of time on it. Is saying right? Is saying always right? But then there must be something else that goes along with it. So stay warm, eat well. But if you don't have that, give that person any food or clothing, what good does it do? Verse 17. 
You see, faith by itself or just believing and saying by itself. Now, sometimes the, the first place to start and the right place to start, and it can be an action, is speaking the word. You see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless, all right? And so that's the, um, King, uh, the New Living King James. But understand that every time you see the word works, it's better to say corresponding actions that go along with what you're believing. And so um, let's look on. So are, are you all there? Cor can you see that faith, real faith, not un unfeigned faith, not feigned faith, but real faith has corresponding actions with it. Amen. Corresponding actions with it. Right? How many times? James 2.26, the Amplified Classic Version. James 2.26. So every time that you're in faith, there's going to be corresponding actions. For as the human body apart from the spirit is lifeless or dead, so faith apart from its works of obedience, faith apart from its works of obedience is also dead. So when the spirit leaves a person's body, they're dead. And faith without corresponding acts of obedience is also what? dead. Can you see the frustration of many who take things up to a point? See, if all you hear is um, you're supposed to hear the word of God, you're supposed to believe the word of God, and then you're supposed to say the word of God. Now in that, watch what I'm going to say, because again, I, you know, most of you have heard these stories of mine, but um, I really would like some of their stories, Lord. But, um, but, but, you know, you can start hearing things, and I'm not talking about an action to make God move. Pastor Mark, many years ago, legally blind, take the contacts out of the eye, because I've heard, I'm at Raymond now, hearing faith from the apostle of faith, Kenneth E. Hagan. I believe for 2020 vision. I'm going to the grocery store. I pop both contacts out, put them in their case, never to be worn again. I get in the car and I drive and I can't see. No, you don't understand. I cannot see. And I cannot see because it's going to, what am I doing? See, that kind of action was not an action of faith. It was an. It was foolish. That was. I, it was. Mama, that's right. That was foolish. You should. I wish you'd have been there to help me. You could have helped me. Because I was. When I got to the grocery store, I said, "Lord, forgive me. You got to get me home alive." Because I had to. This time I had to cross traffic. Yeah, it wasn't like Opal's testimony where the Lord spoke to her and told her to go, and she went and saw her spiritual mother. This was Mark going to make the Lord heal him. That's like, you know, people, you may have seen someone throw away crutches, cut off their casts, and run out and sing hallelujah, but you might be visiting the doctor not many days hence, or not many hours hence, or not many minutes hence. You can't, I'm not talking about this corresponding action is not forcing God. I'm going to show God I'm in faith. Stay with me, because I see this way too much. And I learned by the hard way. 
when corresponding action comes from faith, it's part of it. This woman with the issue of blood wasn't trying to make Jesus do something. She said, if I can but touch him, I want to be healed. She wanted to touch him and run away. This, this had, if I can say, it had everything to do with Jesus because he's where the virtue is. But she didn't need him to know. She was stealth mode. Everybody else was touching him, trying. Their corresponding action was a try. I'm going to try and touch him because I heard that virtue goes out of this, so I'm going to try it. And they was touching him. And that's why the disciples said, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's, everybody's trying this. And it's not working for anybody. Only one lady. Only one lady. It wasn't the touch of try. It wasn't the action of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to touch him, and then something's going to happen. It was the action of faith. It was an action of faith. Because she, she got something in her heart. This woman wasn't even born again. She wasn't born again under an old covenant, but she had heard of Jesus. She had a rhema in her case. She, she, she heard, she believed something, and she began to meditate on it, and she began to say to herself, she didn't even say it, this will mess some people up, she didn't even say it out loud. She said it within herself. She said it within, because this wasn't for everybody else to hear. This was her and God. She, she may not have realized it, but she said within herself, if I can but touch him, if I can but touch, that's where her faith was. And then she touched him. She got, the virtue came into her. Her blood was, the problem was all gone. And she was on her merry little way back to her house. And Jesus said, who touched me? Because others were he just didn't, you know, I could just see the little smirk on his face. He's like, I'm going to teach all these people something right now and hereafter forever. It's not just an action to see if you can get something. Every action is not the same. It can look the same. It can look the same. It can lay hands on two people. And they can both fall out and it can look the same. Just because people know how to yield to the Holy Ghost doesn't mean they're going to get up healed. It's different in yielding to the Holy Ghost and receiving the power of God to affect a healing and a cure for your body. You should receive. You shouldn't resist. You know, I have people, I lay hands on them sometimes like laying hands on concrete. You ain't going to knock me down. You ain't going to knock me down. I'm not trying to knock you down. They're not going to receive. Do you understand? People, they were doing the same thing, but only one got an answer. So your corresponding actions have to come from a place of faith and come from a place of leading. Has to come from a place of you knowing what to do. You can't imitate someone else's faith. You can't imitate, even if the action is the same, it can't be an imitation action. Y'all here? Y'all good? Do you understand? You understand? Um, so, oh, now I can hear people. Okay, if I don't want to. I don't want to put on. I'm not saying to stiffen up. I'm not saying you know don't you know just like overanalyze everything. I'm just showing you 
that if it doesn't come from faith, if it's not an action of faith, if it, because people are wondering, well, they did the same thing. Why doesn't it work? They said the same thing. They look like they did the same thing. But see, it's a, it's a place of the heart. It's, it's a place of faith. Now, everybody good? <laughs> I can't leave you there. Hallelujah. Um, this is what I want to talk to you about. So I want to back up the truck a little bit. You want to, I want to back it up. Because when it comes to having corresponding actions, you remember I've told you time and time again, I believe you can do it. We've had people come to healing school to do it. We've had people come to the church to do it. You can get your answer in the middle of a hurricane. You can get your answer in the middle of a storm. But it's very difficult. It's very difficult. It's been done. It can be done. It's going to be done again. But for you and I, you're here on Wednesday night. You have tuned in on a Wednesday night. So you are serious about this stuff. And you want to live by faith. Remember, we don't have faith projects. We are living by faith. And what I've noticed in trying to help people receive from and see it in the world, just seeing it in my, our experience as pastors and helping people with things, this doing part um, seems to be a real difficult thing for a lot of people. Uh, it's a lot of, well, should I do this? Um, I did this action, um, so I'm in faith, but, you know, their corresponding action, their action doesn't line up with their words. It doesn't line up with what's going on on the inside of them. So it's not just doing something. Are you with me? It's not just doing something. You know, um, somebody, somebody um, that you know got a, a book they were believing God for a house, and they got all these pages and pictures, and they decorated every room, and they, 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 they got, you know, the Lord gave it to them. They walked into it, and so you're going to get you a book, and you're going to do the same thing, and you still live it in your uh, apartment 10 years later, and now you're mad. Well, because you were, you were copying somebody's corresponding action. You were touching him, and there's no virtue coming out. So everything you do, it's got to be done in faith. I'm just going to, I'm thinking you all just listening and, and, and doing. I'm assuming nobody's mad right now. I'm just assuming you're all listening and getting it. Because this is a big one. In our circles, once you get people beyond understanding confession and getting your words right, um, it's a lot of imitation. A lot of imitation, not real faith. Come on, I know you, and I know what you want. And I know what I've had to walk through. I know what I have to, I know what I have to walk through. I know what I have walked through. And um, you have to be careful that what you're doing is not copying somebody else's faith. You hear things like, um, my hero, my spiritual hero, my father in the faith, Kenneth E. Hagin, um, sick people are not in bed at 10 in the morning. So if you're sick, uh, you, you're like, well, the Lord told him sick people aren't in bed at 10 in the morning. And you get up and, and the room spins and you fall out. Why didn't my faith work? Well, because you weren't there. You, you're, you weren't at the place of faith that he was where the Lord talked to him and told him to get up. And when he got up, remember, if you remember the testimony, he had to grab hold of the bedpost. But the Lord told him, 
And so he did what? He obeyed corresponding actions. The Lord may have told someone, this is where I got into that, so I, I really wish I had waited until right now to give you that stuff that I gave you, but it was in there percolating, and so it came out. That's like someone tell you, um, uh, um, well, I had this same thing you got, and um, um, I got my hands laid on me, and I threw away my medicine because I didn't need it anymore, and it proved out they never needed another day in their life. I mean, that's awesome. But if you got laid hands on for the same thing and you didn't have that unction to throw away your medicine, you just did it because it's the, um, the word of faith thing to do, you could end up in big trouble. Big trouble. So nobody can tell you what to do. Even a minister, whoo, oh, help me Jesus. They better, if they tell somebody to throw something away, or, or they better know. You better know. You better know. Because your core, and the Lord can, your corresponding action could be totally different than anybody else's. Are you, are you with me? So what's going to help us with this? This is what I found. If we will do the word all day long every day, when the corresponding action that we need to take comes up, we'll be able to do it. What I find and what I think and what the Holy Ghost dealt with me today about is why I'm going to go into here because I really had no plans of going this direction. But the Spirit of God dealt with me. So let's go back a chapter in James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We're talking about corresponding actions. Faith without corresponding actions is what? And, and, and the corresponding action you have to it, like the one with the issue of blood, she did it out of a heart of faith. She confessed herself. She, she believed. And when she did it, the power came out. Yet other people were with Jesus. Because did they hear? Why were they, why were they thronging around Jesus? Did they hear? Did they hear? What did they hear? They, the same thing she heard, maybe from a different source. So what are they there doing? They're trying, but it's not of faith. I was trying to build this building. But until I reposition, because I started out in faith. I, I can tell you that. We wouldn't have started. But I had to reposition myself in the middle of the storm. And so everybody's all up touching because they heard something. But they weren't doing it in faith. Because if they were, he would have said, virtue went out of me, virtue went out of me, virtue went out of me. Oh, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed. Right? That's not what happened. So the most that would tell me is that as a whole, a lot of people, we're going to get there. And if you take a little look at this and understand what's going on, it should release you. Freedom should come to you. I'm not just doing things. I'm not trying to make this. I don't have to try to make this work. This works. I don't have to try to manipulate the Lord into healing me or doing some great thing to, to show him I'm in faith. My corresponding action will come up out of my heart because, number one, I'm used to doing the word. And that's where I think a lot of times people miss it. So James chapter 1, very familiar to you. James 1, 22, time's sake, let's look at the new living. James 1, 22, we'll go through 26. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be a what? Doer. How many of you know we live by the just do what? 
So you and I are supposed to be doing the, as people of faith, we're supposed to be doing the word how, how, how often? Sundays and Wednesdays. All day long, every day, right? So, we're, so it says, um, so here in the new, uh, new Living, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're just fooling yourself. In other words, so I'm not just listening. How many know it's good to listen? Faith comes by. See, if, if you don't listen, there's no faith that comes. So you got to listen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must, but you got to do what? You got to do what it says. Amen. That's being a doer of the word. And if you're not there yet, what do you keep? What do you do? You keep, I don't understand it. At the beginning, I didn't understand tithing. Ollie did so good tonight. Didn't he do good? Yeah. I, um, I didn't understand that. I, I'd never heard anything that clear, that plain as I grew up. And then when I came over into a church like this, um, I was barely making it. So this tithy thing wasn't going to be happening anytime soon. Because my new car needed paid for. My new clothes that were on the credit card needed paid for. You know, those uh, $40 pants had turned into $500 pants by the time I got them paid off. Um, you know, the good accountant in me uh, must have lost his brain or something. But that's what he did. So, it, and being an accountant, I'll just be real honest. It took me a minute. So what I have to do? I keep, keep hearing it. Keep hearing it. Tithing is a corresponding action. It's a corresponding action. It's all, it is, not all it is. It's part of what it is. It's a core. I heard something. I believe something. I know God's going to do something. So I'm going to correspond. I'm going to give or, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, my tithe, it's holy. It belongs to you. But, you know, a lot of people try it. And it doesn't work. And we say it this way. No, tithing tried you and you don't work. Because you weren't in faith about it. You did it out of obligation. You did it because you felt pressured. Hey, don't feel no pressure around here. I don't look at, I don't know how much you give. I've never from the day one of this church known how much anybody gives. That's between you and God. Not between me, you and God. That's between you and God. Sometimes one man must gave a large offering because he was pretty proud of it. He came up and said, well, you know how much I gave? I'm like, no. And don't tell me because I don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know. That's how, I'm so free. I can talk about it anytime I want to. But I had to get to a place where I could do the corresponding action. Are you with me? I had to be. But it's just I did the, do the word. Just do the word. Back up there, first, uh, first James. Just, there's only one James. James 1, 22. Don't, listen to God's, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Well, we don't want to be foolish, do we? Verse 23. Verse 23. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. Have you ever thought about, can you really draw you if you could draw? I bet you think you can. Anyway, just think about it. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. That seems strange. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Doing it. Everybody say do it. 
Verse 26. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue. I just threw this one in because I like it. Uh, you are fooling yourselves and your religion is worthless. So James says if you're, if you're a hearer only, I'll add this. It does talk about you got to bridle your tongue. But there's more to I don't want you. I just spent five hours on confession. You know, I am not diminishing it right now, right? But, but um, there is many times more than that. And it starts by, because the just live by faith, it starts by being a doer of the Word of God on a daily basis. Watch this. This is what I'm saying to you. A lot of times people get into a place where they need God to move. And then they need to receive from God. And so they turn on the principles. They try to turn on the principles. They try to turn on, they push the, I need to push this button. I need to pull this lever. I've heard, I've heard Pastor Mark and um, Kenneth and I'm not going to put myself on that same level. But, you know, I, I've heard him say, that, that, so I'm going to, I, I got I to get with the system because I have a need right now. And you can get there. But I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, in the hour that you and I live in, it is much better to do the word every day and do what you know every day and be a doer of the word. And therefore, you won't be living from faith project to faith project. You're just exercising your faith all day long, every day. And then when something opposes you, when a virus, a bacteria, a financial need, uh, 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 an emotional need, uh, fear, anything tries to attack you, you're just used to walking by faith. You're just used to doing the word of God. I'm just used to this. Let's look at this real quick. Uh, John chapter uh, 14, we talked about this as we talked about the evolution. But John 14, 15, just King James Version. John 14, 15. John 14, 15. It says, if you love me, do what? Keep my commands. So what, so, so what, what does the Lord want you? I mean, that's his love language. Remember we talked about it? What's his love language? Be a doer of the word. What's his love like? You, you, want, you and I love him? Why, why is he doing this to us? It's not just about him. He, he's not looking for, he's proved that you love me. Prove that you love me. No, he's trying to position you for the things that he paid for, for you. It, if you make it all about him, you got to know he's made it all about you. But it's not all about you until you make it all about him. And when you make it all about him, he'll make it all about you. Amen. If you love me, do what? Be a doer of my word. Keep my commandments. Same thing, uh, John 14, 21. John 14, he keeps repeating it. John 14 and 21. King James. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he is it that loves me, and the lo that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and manifest, my, and, and manifest myself and manifest myself and manifest myself and manifest myself and manifest the answer to him. What's the key? You got to keep. Now he's talking here about a particular commandment. Remember the two, big two, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your strength, your soul, your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he's talking about. But overall, it still works the same way. If you'll do the word, if you'll do be a doer of it and not a hearer only, then he's able to manifest all that salvation is to you. He's able to manifest what he's provided for you. But one of the keys is, um, and we're separating it for teaching's sake, and all this works together, but, the, but, but being a doer, acti acting on it. 
When you see something, when the Lord rebukes or corrects you, or you hear something and you hear it fresh for, you know, uh, you've heard it before, but it's now fresh to you, then what do you do? I'm just putting it into, pro- I'm just doing it. I'm putting it, I'm, I'm applying it to my life. I'm applying it right then to my life. You, you don't want me to be rude? Fine. I'm going to be a doer of your word. I'm not going to be rude. Well, I'm going to do my best not to be rude. I'm going to work on not being rude. Not just to my family and those who know me. I'm not going to be rude to, uh, I'm not going to be rude at wherever you go. I'm not going to be rude when someone cuts in front of me. I'm not going to be rude when I get cold french fries. I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to take them back sweetly. (laughs) Or throw them away and order some new ones. I'm going to do it. If the Lord's dealing with you about something. You think everything is separated, but so many things in your life are uh, working together, some for you, some against you. And so the Holy Ghost says when, when, I deal, when he deals with you about something, He's trying to get you an answer usually somewhere else in your life. And yet it's connected and you don't see it as connected. You can't live a segmented life. This is not reality. Everything we do all flows together. And so many times when we're trying to receive something over here and the Holy Ghost is dealing over here and we're like, well, that has nothing, you know, I'll get to that later. But see, if you're not doing the word there, then then many times you can't do, you can't even hear what he tells you to do over here. Are you with me? Everybody say, I'm a doer. What did Jesus say? Uh, Where are we? John 14, 23, 21. Did we finish it? 21? Okay, now let's look at 23. 23, 24. Well, I don't know if I helped you. Oh, you got to stick with me a little bit. John 14, 20, Jesus answered and said to him, if any man love me, he'll keep my words. He'll keep my words. Say, I, I, love, you, I love you, Lord. I'm going to keep your words. What does that mean? I'm going to do them. And my father will love him, will come unto him and make our abode with him. I like it. 25, 25. Woo, I love teaching this. There, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Uh, don't know why I tacked that on there, but it's good anyway. Hallelujah. Um, let's look at um, Matthew chapter 7. This is appropriate for where we are in life. Everybody say, I'm a doer. See, what, what, what faith without corresponding actions is what? Dead. So people want, they want to be ministered to. At, okay, so if I'm sick and I have this thing going on, what is my corresponding action? That's what, even if you don't say it, that's what you're asking. I can even hear it. What is my corresponding action to prove to you, O God, that I am in faith? That is the wrong avenue. That is the wrong road. Turn on your turning signals. Let's get off that road. Get off that road. That's works in a wrong direction. That is works of your flesh. That is Pastor Mark taking his contacts out. And setting them in the case and trying to say, okay, I did that, Lord. That's my work. That's my corresponding action. Now, you owe me a healing. Never would have said it, but that is where I was. 
That's not where we're at. The one with the issue of blood, that's not where she was. She heard something. She believed something. And she said, fine. If they could. She believed it. She said, I'm going to go touch him. I don't need him to know that I'm touching him. I don't need nobody else to know I'm touching him. I'm just going to touch him, get mine, and go. Amen? What is that? So you back that truck up and you go like what? You go like what? So, so if I'm daily living doing, this is my lifestyle. This is my lifestyle. I live to do the word of God. Then when something comes up, it's not abnormal behavior to me. It's not abnormal to me. I live to do. I live to obey. I live to do what he says. I live to do the written word of God. Listen to me. If we can't do the written word, if I can't do the written word of God, I'm sure not going to do the spoken word of God. Everybody thinks they can. Well, I just need the Lord to talk to me. He did a whole lot of talking and he did a whole lot of writing down. And this is the word of God. And this is God talking to you. And if you can't do what's written down, I, it's doubtful that you and I are going to be, if we can't do this, it's doubtful that we're going to, because it's the same voice. It's not in King James. It's not in New Living. It's not an Amplified Classic, but it is the voice of God. And if you're not familiar with doing what the voice of God is telling you to do, you won't be able to suddenly turn on a dime and start doing what he tells you to do. You just won't be able to on a regular basis. Have people done it? Sure. But we're talking about, we're, I, I, y'all, I'm talking about getting you, you and me to a higher place in these last days where we're walking in the promises. Amen. Not just singing about them, walking in them, living in them. Amen. Glory to God. Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Verse, we'll do, let's just do 24 just for time's sake. Matthew 7, 24. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these saying of mine and does them. This is all familiar to you. Everybody say, I'm a doer. Whoever hears these saying of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man. Come on, y'all look very wise to me. Why? Because we're going to do the word. Which built his house upon a rock. The rains descended. I feel like it's been raining <laughs> for a while. Floods came. Mm-hmm. The winds blew. Felt that. Beat on the house. Heard it. But it didn't fall. For it was founded on a rock. Why? Because I'm a doer. Come on, say it again. I'm a doer. You know the next part. Every one of the hears these saying of mine and doesn't do them. They're not living by faith every day. Heard the same thing. Same anointed word. Sat in the same room. Did everything like and unto. But it's different. Y'all got to know everybody don't get the same results. It doesn't really have as much to do with what they heard, but what they did with what they heard. It doesn't, it's, it's, how many know it's important to what you hear and how you hear it? But the next step is you've got to do something with what you heard. And I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. You can't do it. For, you can't even do it for your spouse. You can't do it for anybody. No matter how much you and I want to, we can't do it for anybody else. 
We can lift them up in prayer. We can believe God with them. We can make tremendous power available. But we got to do this. So you know what, how it goes here. And they did him not, and they shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house on the sand. And the rain descended. It's not a heavier rain. I used to read this with a little different thinking. You know, if I did the word, the Lord will lighten up the rain. <laughs> he'll, he'll lighten up the wind. The beating on the house will be less. There's no promise of that. I, matter of fact, no, it's the same rain. It's the same flood. It's the same wind. It's the same beating on the house, which is disconcerting. Right? What's the only difference? Heard the same word. Same exact storm. One did it. One did not. The one who did it, they made it through the storm. What's going to be the dikro? What's going to be the... What's guruki na han se mahacha? What's guruki What's going to be the difference? How do I get to Goshen? 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 How do I live there? No matter what happens, how are me and my family going to stay on a rock? How are we going to be okay no matter what storm comes? Well, we're going to pray all this stuff away. Not likely. Not likely. Not likely. You've arrived in the last days. Not likely. Well, we're just going to pray this, all this mess away. It's just going to push. It's going to disappear. The flu's never disappeared. Cancer's never disappeared. But I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid (laughs) if I just do the word. If I just do the word. And then when something comes at me and I'm believing God, then he's going to give me something to do. Uh, And it may not. uh, Sometimes we're looking for this to do. Sometimes it's just a little different. I know when I dealt when I was going through that a little bit in, in July, the Lord gave me a scripture. I know lots of scriptures about healing. But he gave me Galatians 3, 13 and 14. I meditated it, spoke it, meditated it, meditated. Um, I, then I felt like to do some things. Um, you know, everybody's a little different. Um, uh, I think Destiny bought me some, um, uh, are they dumbbells or what those little things are? Anyway, but I had them in the room. And even though I was a little tired, I didn't do like a hundred of them. I, I did like five, you know, five here and whoo, praise the Lord. And, and I'm, and then, but, but after I started doing that, I started feeling better and better. And then I got really annoying to the two of them. Y'all remember the video I did? I, I, you know, I really was feeling pretty good. I really wanted to get out of the room and I really wanted them to wait me on me a little better than they did with a little better attitude, but we can't digress, go back to it. Um, I was the one confined. <laughs> I was the one who couldn't get out. I mean, as a bell, too much to ask for. I mean, quick service. I don't, I'm, anyway, I'm, I digress. I'm going to get in trouble when I get home. Um, but I'm talking about destiny. I'm not talking about you. Mm. <laughs> Help me, 
Jesus. We just, remember, I just gave that tongue. We were in the spirit. We're in the realm of spirit. But, but, you know, but, but listen, everybody's corresponding action is different. But if you do this every day, if you do this every day, you build your house on a rock. The same storms are going to come to everybody on the planet. But there's going to be those of us. There's going to be those of us. So, well, you know, it happened. I got this or I got that. No, 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 no. I'm still living on the rock. I, I'm, still, I'm still abiding under the shadow of, of the Almighty. I'm running into the strong tower. And I'm still safe. I'm still safe. This is going to pass me by. This is going to get off me. It's going to get off my house. I'm not going to be discouraged about it because I live on the, and anything, whatever happened, whatever going on, the Lord needs to fix it. The Lord can tell you about it. But if you're used to doing it, then he corrects you as you're living this life. But you see, if you're, if you're not living this life where you're doing it every day, then it's very hard to steer a parked bus. And then suddenly you need something and you need to do something. You're not used to doing it. And I'm not talking to hardly anybody in this room. But all I'm saying is for you all is don't try to do something to make him do something. Just do the word. Just do the word. Just do the word. And, and a lot of times with that, if something comes up, then you do it. You know, um, we get testimonies of this. This is one. I think I heard some from the pulpit. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Robert, Pastor Robert. Paid somebody house payment. But did he just do that because? Or was he unctioned to do it? I think the story goes he was unctioned to. I know him. He was unctioned to do it. <laughs> Definitely unctioned to do it. Right? And then... But if you all go make somebody's house payment, they'll be happy. They'll be glad. And you've given. Right? If you do it under the Lord, it's a seed. But it doesn't mean you're going to get the same beep, 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 back up. Here comes a truck. Somebody's going to pay your house off. I heard a testimony. This girl paid somebody's house payment. And then her dad turned around and paid her house off. That's an account. But if you go and do likewise, you just be touching him, trying to see what's going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with you paying somebody. They're going to be blessed no matter what. And you can just do it out of the kindness of your heart. But if you're expecting your house paid off, I, I did what she did. Where's mine? This stuff don't work. It do work. It do work every time. Every time. But there's got to be a faith corresponding action, not a let's see if this works. I'm going to copy you corresponding action. Have I made myself clear? <laughs> the Holy Ghost trying to help me out. Y'all pray for me as I go home. Um, just trying to lighten up the moment. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. You got it? You got it? It's so important. If you just meditate on that, I just saved some of you years of frustration. Years of frustration. Well, what if the Lord doesn't tell me to do something? Just keep living by faith every day. Just keep doing the word. Keep speaking the word. Well, I'm just, he needs to tell me something to do. I got to prove to him. I'm oh, you don't got to prove nothing. Just rest. Just chill. 
relax. You're in faith. You know how to walk by faith. Just keep doing it. And then you get inspired to do something, you do what he says. You always can do the word exactly what the word says and be a doer of it. But if there's anything that he needs you to do while you're believing. Now, I don't have time to get into this. Now, this is opposite of the gifts of the spirit. So like when Annie comes back in March, if she tells you to uh, take off running, she's operating in the gifts of the spirit. And so hearing from her is hearing from God in that respect. Well, the Lord didn't tell me to run. Well, you came up to be prayed for. She's flowing in the gifts and she told you to run. Then you can trust that. But I can't run. Stretch forth your hand. I'll get into it next time. You know, there are differences. I'm just talking about you walking by faith. The woman with the issue of blood heard, the, heard about Jesus preaching. I don't even believe she was there. But she heard about Jesus. So I was talking tonight about your faith working on a regular basis. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.